Hello, everyone, and welcome to There and Back Again, A Friend's Journey. Uh, joined by Grace Weatherhead today and myself, Father Jared Cohn. So are you a little bit thrown off right I, now? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That was my intention. So, Yeah, I kind of wondered if yeah, you were going to do that. Yes. And you're right. I did. So <laughs> I just gave the crazy eye look just to see, like, throw off Grace for a little bit. So that way, as we get started here, you know. We're not real sure where this is all going to lead. So, mm-hmm. of course, we never do, but... No. No. That's actually so. a point about mission that I want to make tonight. I never really know where we're going to go. That's true. But, um, yeah, there was a solid, like, ten, mm, five to ten seconds of crazy, intense Father Jared <laughs> eyes. <laughs> and... Yeah. Yeah, for a while, I just, like, returned it, but then yeah. I thought... What's he doing? What's happening? <laughs> what comes next? <laughs> the beginning of there and back again. Yes, apparently. Yes. So, so <clears throat> how are you doing, Grace? I'm pretty good. Yeah, it is. What day is it? January fourth. It is January fourth. January fourth. Yeah. So, um, Christmas Day has come and gone. It has. But Christmas season is still upon us. Not by the time this comes out, but. Well, technically, I, I would say that Christmas goes until the Feast of the Presentation, which is February 2nd. So, Oh, okay. Even though we're in ordinary time, traditionally, like, Christmas season kind of stretched until... Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Merry yeah. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And actually, for night prayer, I think that's still the tradition that you use really? the same Sunday. Marian hymn oh. all the way up and through presentation, gotcha. so at the end of night prayer. so Huh. So the church still kind of recognizes, but it's like a different season, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit different than it used to be, but... Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... Sweet. Yeah, so Christmas ends with candle moss, with the presentation mass, because oh, you bless all the candles there. Yeah. Wow, I've probably maybe heard that before, huh? Okay. Yeah. So. Have you told me that before? <laughs> uh, not that I remember. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was a good Christmas. Lots of time with family. Yeah. So yeah, it was a good time. Um. And back into a normal schedule this week. Well, oh, sort of ish. Yeah. But yeah. So. Yeah. That's always. It's like a little bit like, you know, jarring maybe. Yeah. But it's also kind of good. But it's also it? good. Yeah. Because. To get back into the norm. Mm-hmm, yeah. There was a period of time like around Christmas where I was like, yeah, getting back into it's going to be really good yeah. for me. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. Okay. Did you have a thought there? Well, I think I can relate it into, yeah, so my guess, so no, I'm doing well, and yeah, the Christmas season has been, yeah, it's been good. Like, I think I commented to somebody, like, how was your Christmas? Like, I think it's my best Christmas since I've been a priest. Like, huh. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think just, um, yeah, obviously time with family, but also just, like, more time with friends, like, just made, like, a huge, huge difference, I think, to my experience, because a lot of times, you know, whenever you're a priest, like, there's just, like... There's like downtime between like you're busy like Christmas Eve, like three o'clock until, mm-hmm. you know, like Christmas Day at like noon, like you're just running. Yeah. And so you're kind of like on this high alert. And then <clears throat> to be honest, then sometimes it doesn't feel like you have much energy for like family or friends after that point. But this year I had it and I think it's in part because, yeah, like kind of an easier Christmas schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Two priests at one parish certainly helps that. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be changing. Um, but that's the way that life goes. So that was that was great. And yeah, and also just, um, yeah, like a more prayerfully reflective kind of like period of Advent this year too. So um, mm. yeah, so all that stuff's good. And yeah, today is January 4th, which is also the, the memorial, the feast day of 
St. Elizabeth and St. Seton. So, mm-hmm. which is a big deal for, you know, I'm pastor of Holy Angels and mm-hmm. Holy Angels, we have Holy Angels grade school. And then we also have Layman Catholic and St. Elizabeth Ann Seton is the patron saint of Catholic schools. So it's Special kind of a big day. day. Yeah, it's a big day for mm-hmm. for us there. So yeah. So Did you celebrate? To, I did not because it was my day off, but I did say hello to the children this morning. Okay. So, you know. Some day of the off, like, kind of is a celebration. It is. A day away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't there today, but um, yeah, but I think Lehman was having mass today and after... Like after Father Aaron told me that, I was like, dang it, that was a good idea. I should have probably moved all school mass this week to today. Uh, it's like a little bit too late. Yeah. Whenever he told me that a couple yeah. days ago, I was like, no, we can't do that now. But shoot. Yeah. Future. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all that was, so yeah, all is well. <laughs> yeah. Good. So, good, good, yeah. good. So, do we want to get started with a prayer? Sure. Do you want me to pray? Who prayed last time? I I don't... Did we start with the prayer last time or did we just end with... Because it was a lot. I think we started with... Did we not start with... Okay, I can did pray we? if you want to. I don't know. Do you yeah. want to? Pray. Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Almighty and ever-loving God, we give you thanks for the gift of our existence. We give you thanks for the gift of our faith, for the gift of your Son. We thank you in a special way for the gift of participation, participation in your salvation that you bestowed upon those who've been baptized into your son, that we do indeed share in his mission of sanctifying the world, bringing others to salvation, and also caring for our own salvation and making saints out of ourselves and others. We ask in a special way for the intercession of Blessed Virgin Mary, but also St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, that we might educate one another in the ways of holiness so as to better follow your son. We ask this in your name, Amen. Amen. And Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, yeah. We did start with the prayer last time. Yeah, I think we did. I was like, I'm pretty sure we did. I, I know we did. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, my mom was watching this episode yesterday, and, yeah, I saw that part where we prayed. Oh, we did. Okay, good. We so, did. I was like, Confirmed. I thought, I feel like we did, but yeah. I was like, so. Nice. <laughs> so. So. Far so, away. So yeah, so the question for this month Mm -hmm. is, you know, this episode is about adventure mission. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the fellowship, where they go on their mission, they each have their own kind of weapons that they carry with them. You know, (laughs) Legolas has his bow, Mm -hmm. Aragorn, Boromir have their swords, hobbits kind of have their own little knives because obviously they're smaller so they can't wield like the big sword like Aragorn and Boromir can. And Gimli has his axe. Mm-hmm. So there's and there's obviously other weapons that you see people use throughout the, the series. So question is is which medieval weapon would you carry upon your mission? You know, like what which one would be like you? Like would you associate associate with yourself that you think you would carry if you're like part of the fellowship? Okay, Sorry. hold on. Which weapon would I be or which weapon would I want to have on which my one person? would you carry? Because I think it's okay. like your because I think it also fits like who you are, like in a way, right? Okay. You know, like Legolas is very far-sighted, so obviously he's going to carry. Mm-hmm. You know, Aragorn and Boromir are very strong, very agile, so they carry the swords. Yeah. And the hobbits can't carry big swords, so they need to carry like their. <laughs> that's yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> a knife. As your sting. <laughs> yeah, sting. Yeah, 
Uh, actually, yeah, Sting, because Sting is the one that glows, right? When yes. orcs are near? Yes. Sometimes it has to be blatantly obvious for me. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to be aware that something so bad be might aware. be happening. Mm-hmm. So I need to be like pretty much told sometimes. Sure. About, not necessarily like in the face of danger, because sometimes, yeah, that's not necessarily. Yeah. But, um... <clears throat> But sometimes things need to be kind of spelled out for me, and that's what Sting does. Huh. I did that's want like, to say, like, a bow and arrow because of That's actually time. what I would have said for you. Really? Yeah. I just feel like it fits you, like you're kind of a, you know, like the Katniss kind of thing. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 I think I would want to be, like, a bow and arrow because, well, I don't know. There is also something, there's something very, like... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna let it go, but <laughs> sorry, I couldn't. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, so I, I kind of also want to be a sword. Here's the reason. <clears throat> yeah, I would want to carry a sword because it, like, you have to get up close and personal with yeah. the evil. Yes, and so like you have to like. I think you'd be a sword <laughs> or an axe. Axe. Really? Yeah, I feel like I. Yeah, whatever I was thinking about was like oh, yeah. I would definitely carry a battle axe because also, typically in battles, the person like somebody with a battle axe would be somebody that's like out front, basically like, yeah, they would just kind of be chopping away, like they're in the like the thick of it, mm-hmm. and so they're just kind of like they're usually like very blunt, uh-huh. <laughs> just like literally like blunt weapons for the use of force. Like you need a certain level of like agility huh. and like to like skill to like obviously strike at the right point in order for the ax to do what it's meant to do, which is ultimately lop off heads. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I think, I, I think that would be my kind of weapon of choice because yeah, uh-huh. just because I think that that fits with my, yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. I, yep. I agree 100%. Yeah. And one time, I don't know which episode it was on. I think it was maybe two times ago. What was two times ago? Our first was mercy and then hope. hope. So I think it was the hope one where you said, um, where you were talking about axes and how like mining for gold. Yeah. Oh, because dwarves carry axes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like their, their specialty, mm-hmm. know, special weapon. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So no, that's true. But yeah, I think, but I think, yeah, but I would definitely see, I think the kind of, Knives with the sword makes sense, but I also think the bow and arrow makes sense for you. So, but I think also sword could make sense for me as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'd be, yeah, you're, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like either way, broadsword or, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, I'm satisfied with those responses. <clears throat> yeah. So. Hmm. So. Yeah. The axe and the, which one are you going with? For me? For you? For you. Um, I... I'm hesitant to say bow and arrow because, like... Sure. I'd have to, you know, kind of be coordinated. And, like, kind of, we'll be able to have good aim. Sure. <laughs> okay. But... <clears throat> I don't know. Can I like have two answers, like just sure. depending on the day? Well, maybe you could just be like Legolas himself, who actually has like 
also the knives. Yeah, but it doesn't glow. <laughs> it doesn't like, glow. Fair enough. Fine. Like, I feel like that's pretty much the only attribute of the knife that that would yeah make me think that I would use it is that it is <laughs> it alerts you it alerts me <laughs> or it should <laughs> sorry that is funny because that is very much so fits with you so yeah yeah <laughs> <gasps> sorry what just like yeah. Well, like how often we'll say something and then you'll be like, wait, what? <laughs> so yeah, necessity yeah. to like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like clarify. Clarify. <laughs> Please clarify that point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. So we'll go the battle axe. That's me. Yeah, you're definitely. And the short sword. Okay. The elven short sword so that it's the glowing. Okay. Sting, right? Sting, yeah. Okay. Sting, fine. Battle axe and sting. <laughs> I don't want people to confuse you with Sting, though. Kind of makes me want to start singing Fields of Gold now, so. Huh? Is that a song? Sting is an artist, and Fields of Gold is a song. Okay. Do you think I would know it if I heard it? Uh, I don't know. That's okay. a good question. It isn't like a super popular, so actually the first time I heard it was uh, Sister Alicia. Oh, actually, shout so, out. Shout out to Sister Alicia <laughs> Torres, who was like, Father Jared, or at the time it wasn't a priest, she was just like, Jared, I think you might like this song. Have you ever heard of Fields of Gould by Sting? And I was like, no. Mm. She was right. I didn't like it. Hmm. So. That is that is very fitting for yeah. an axe. It is. And a sting. <laughs> and a sting. <laughs> so, sorry, whenever you were like, Sting, I'm like, gosh, right now I'm just going to see Sting, who is, yeah, he's an <clears throat> 80s artist. And so, okay, I was figuring. has like the crazy kind of like mm -hmm. blonde hair, so. Spiky hair, nice. at least in yeah the pictures on the album that mm -hmm. yeah, so that's it. <laughs> so sting, sting, and now we also came back to hair. So we did, time. we did, yeah. We my we were joking um, with my mom and my sister. Mom was at <laughs> ah. So, <laughs> <laughs> The, the sounds of panic that come out of my mouth whenever I hit the microphone. Um, <clears throat> but mom was asking what our episode was going to be about tonight. And I was like, well, just guess. And one of my sister's guesses was hair. Yeah, hair. <laughs> because we were actually talking about before, yeah, just like my fondness for curly hair. Yes. And yeah. so, yeah. It's not going to be about hair, but if it comes back up, well. We'll go there. Yeah. <laughs> We're not scared. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't know where it's going to lead. It's true. There we go. It's true. Yeah. So <clears throat> where do you think we should start with this episode? I don't know. Uh, do you have any kind of... Well, I mean, it's just like that first quote on like the little outline that I mm -hmm. put together. So... Yeah. You know, just that point in Moria and the, and the movies where, you know, Frodo laments, you know, like he just says, I... I wish none of this had happened. I wish the ring had never come to me. And Gandalf's response, so, suit of all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. And then also it re replays before Frodo decides to leave, initially by himself, but then Sam, of course, being Sam, shows up and mm -hmm. joins him, right? But yeah, I think that that line gives us a good indication that I think of something that so often... I think we all do in our own journeys, 
which is like, if only this situation was this way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like one of the things I like, like started to become aware of in seminary was like this idea of like, if only this person who I struggle to deal with wasn't here, then I would be holy. Or only if only, you know, like I didn't have like all these classes along with having to be like, in charge of whatever it was I was I was in charge of that year at the seminary like mm-hmm. then I would have more time to like pray more time to study and I'd be like a better seminary and eventually one day a better priest and so like all these like situational reasons that we always give like well I would be holy if only like these out these exterior things weren't there mm-hmm. and it made me th- and so just hearing that line also made me think of like one of the most convicting lines from my homeboy St. Jose Maria like <laughs> you know like he that he he has one of the lines in the way is don't say that person bothers me say that person sanctifies me yeah. and that's like always like oh like a dagger it's like oh my gosh you know like that ultimately difficulties trials tribulations are pathways to holiness are our pathways our particular pathways to holiness mm-hmm. <clears throat> and to our own adventure our own mission and not a hindrance to it, you know? And that's like, who? It's like, yeah, when we're Gandalf says, but that is, you know, so do all who live to see it such time. So we all wish it was different. We all wish it was better, mm-hmm. but that is not for them to decide. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Mm-hmm. Like you can't change the world except for what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like a, it is. It's like a, yeah, it's a stab to the heart, but I also love how simple it is. Yeah. <clears throat> like I love it for its simplicity that all you have to decide is what to do with the time that's given to you. It yeah. like, it really simplifies life. It does. And I love that. Yes. Like, okay. Not easy. Not easy at all. <laughs> but. <laughs> but simple. Yes. Don't make this complicated. Yes. You know, which I think I'm a person who tends to like complicate things yeah. at times but i think i i think <clears throat> i don't know if there's many people who would say that they don't yeah it might be things. kind of one of yeah. the universal struggles yes um, i would say i would assume because i also do so too mm-hmm. so i assume that if there's two of there's probably more so <laughs> if there's two it's probably everybody <laughs> yeah everybody's probably like me Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just think that that's a, uh, beautiful in its simplicity and also like freeing. Yes. Freeing from the, yeah, from the complicated that like we're given. Yeah. We're given like certain resources and certain people in certain circumstances, not that they can't change because they, they change all the time. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's kind of like having, like you have the roadmap. Yeah. It's just deciding if you're going to start and how. Yes. It's not, um, yeah, so it's, it's a lot simpler than we think sometimes. So anyway, yeah, I love that, uh. Very, very, very famous quote from Gandalf. Yes. <laughs> Probably the number one thing that will pop up on Google when you type in Gandalf, Gandalf. quotes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, because yeah, I think, yeah, probably why it's so, 
popular is because it's like while it's convicting, it's also consoling. Yes. Why consoling? Because it uh, it gives you hope that you actually can do what's in front of you. Yeah. You know, like kind of when you break down all the complicated parts that you've laid out before you back into like the simple core of what it's supposed to be. It's like, oh, like, yeah, this is possible. You know? Yeah. That's, that's like a great, that's a great point in general about mission. Like, I guess I didn't think about that until you just mentioned that, that something that I've recognized about my own need to like, at the parish level, like whenever I communicate the vision, it's like, it needs to be simple. It's like, we always talk about like salvation of souls and saint making. Like that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Like we're making saints, which is ultimately saving souls. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's it. Like everything else we do is supposed to be like oriented towards that. Mm -hmm. Like, cause obviously like in order for us to do that, we need to have money. We need to be able to like teach people. We need to have people who take care of all these external realities help to educate children in the faith, like all the different things that need to happen, which is like really complicated. But at the end of the day, it's all supposed to be oriented towards that. Mm -hmm. So if you can't like boil it down to that, then it's like, then it might be getting in the way. Yeah. Or you're not understanding it correctly. One of those things. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So that's a fascinating thing about like mission is that mission is simple. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean the steps along the way aren't complicated, Mm -hmm. but it does mean that like the end, point is simple mm-hmm. like what do they what does the fellowship need to do destroy that ring mm-hmm. <laughs> destroy that ring just sorry <laughs> Why i feel like i'm in a gymnasium that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the council of elrond was like right well oh yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> destroy that ring. destroy it. i will take it yeah <laughs> i will <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's true. And yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I had a thought. Yeah. <laughs> it left me. Yeah. But that, oh, here it is. Like the, uh, if you can't boil it down, like to this it in its simplest form, basically in its simplest form, it yeah. is the why. It's why you're doing. It's why you're yeah. taking all those complicated steps. So if you lose that, what the heck are you doing? You're just wasting your time and yes. energy. <laughs> you're just wasting. Yeah, and that's a good point because then you lose. Because <laughs> then that also makes it frustrating. Yeah, those complicated very. steps. Mm-hmm. And then you're burnt out. Yep, you're burnt out, and you're like you're directionless. Yes. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> why am I here? Yeah. And that's like when it all happens, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like you're on a treadmill. Yeah. You're expending a lot of energy, but getting nowhere. Yeah. 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 Or it feels like you are getting somewhere, but you're just getting deeper in the woods mm-hmm. with like no way to get out. Like you don't know exactly like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which still kind of happens even when you're on. Yeah. That sure. was kind of like a point that I thought of like kind of like the first thing that came to mind when I was thinking about mission is that it's blind or rather that might be a little bit of a confusing phrase. We're blind as we go into it. Sure. Like we say yes to things that we did not think we were saying yes to. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And just like thinking about the fellowship, like 
They said yes to something, not knowing the reality of the pain that they were about to experience and the suffering that they were going to have to face. And like, this is like a really hard thing to come to terms with sometimes because like, like you were saying, (coughs) excuse me, um, like you can think, well, like, just like if this person was like a little easier to be around, I'd be holier or like this circumstance would be easier or better. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But it's like, it can be a very hard thing to come to terms with the fact that we always say yes to something we're not sure. Yes. Or we don't know what we just got ourselves into. But I also feel like it's a great mercy of the Lord in that. It is. <laughs> like, oh, man, it is. If you showed us everything, we would not say yes. Yes. <laughs> We'd be like, you got the wrong person. You know, like, I can't do that. Um, yeah, find someone who can do this. And we were just, we would just cower away in fear. So it's a great mercy of the Lord that like some of those little yeses or big yeses are hidden from us Yes, (laughs) and that they're just revealed as we go down the line. And yeah. 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 Cause I, that even relates to like that quote that we mentioned last time with friendship Mm -hmm. from the book. Like we want to go with Frodo and Elrond's like, you don't understand the danger. And Gandalf's like, neither does Frodo, neither do any of us. Uh huh. (laughs) It's like, Oh (laughs) Yeah. You know, like neither, none of us really understand what we're like accepting. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's, yeah. That's part of the joy of it, but it's also like part of the tear. Because, mm-hmm. you know, and also there's a level of like trust in that too. Because you know, to go back to like another place that like line from Gandalf shows up twice in the fellowship. And the second time is like where Frodo's like leaving mm-hmm. everyone else behind. And I think one of the fears of like that blindness that I have is like, or the people that I have now going to be there, you know, like that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And so there's both like, like that's both a sobering thing. Cause then like for the next two books, the majority of it, like Frodo is separated from the rest of the fellowship. Mm-hmm. But then they're eventually reunited. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, but that's like part of that whole thing is like, well, yeah, like the situation, like how's the situation going to change on me? Because we can also get comfortable with the situation. It can be a hindrance or we can grow so comfortable that it's like, mm-hmm. don't change this, Lord, this is working. <laughs> you know, like, don't, don't throw things up into a tizzy for me. Yeah. Like, cause this is good. Mm-hmm. I can work with this. We got a good thing going. Yeah. So don't stir the pot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I think that that part of it also is like, you're right. It's really, really tough mm-hmm. to accept, but at the same time, a level of trust that like the Lord doesn't want to lead us away from the people that he's put into our path. Like it's not just for a time, like obviously an eternity, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that will all be reunited, hopefully. Like, that's one of the reasons why I say, like, I want to push people towards heaven is because, well, like, at some point, I may have to say goodbye, but I want to be able to say, like, hello. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, again, like, to be, like, reunite Mm -hmm. one day. And so, yeah, so that's part of that trust also is, like, there, that it's, like, the Lord will also not leave me orphan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, and that he sees all of those uh, details in your initial yes, and he knows that it will work out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. So like many things in life, it's both like a beautiful thing and a terrifying thing. Yeah. <laughs> that we go into it blind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I'm just thinking about a, uh, <clears throat> a woman who finds out she's pregnant for the first time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, how do you prepare for what's to come? Yes. Like, how do you prepare for the nine months of probably a lot of dif- discomfort in many and varied ways? Yes. And then for the birth, which is excruciating pain. And then for the rest of this child's life where you are to care for uh, this creation. (laughs) Yes. Like, it's terrifying, but it's stunningly beautiful. Yes. That is a great image. Yeah, and Paul even uses that image. You know, he talks about that the, you know, like, although the woman has to face the travails mm-hmm. of her labor, like when the child comes, they're basically forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's just kind of a, that is a cool, that is a great image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Hmm. Nice. what what other notes do you have so yeah so how like the first note was like mission is blind and then mission is simple and then mission is uncomfortable which we've been talking about and uh as you noted in our outline pope benedict the 16th said the world promises you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Yeah. Which is a pretty awesome quote. It's a ballin quote. It's, yeah. It's like, I think it kind of like, what do I want to say? <clears throat> kind of like strikes you at your core and reminds you of like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. That's it. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is a great quote, but yeah, I was just, um, and then there's that in the in the book slash movies when Sam when Frodo is like on the edge of despair. I think it's in the second movie. Um and so Sam reminds him, it's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo, the ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were. Again, uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um <clears throat> but yeah. And then he just goes on to I, I didn't finish typing that out. But then he goes on to say, like, you know, and I realized, and, and folk in the story had lots of chances turning back, only they, they didn't because they had something they were holding on to. Mm-hmm. And Frodo's just like, what are we holding on to, Sam? Mm-hmm. That there's some that good. in this world. Yeah. And it's worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. After pulling him up, too, which is like a great kind of use of symbolic, like, yeah. cinematic cinematic like some symbolism like like frodo's like down in despair mm-hmm. 
and as Sam says that he's lifting him up to his feet. Mm-hmm. And back at eye level, yeah. so that he can say that which they are fighting yeah. for. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Huh. I've never. Huh. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I guess that was just. Yeah. Again, just like this blindness. Like I know that there have been times when like. I'm already into something that I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. Yes. <laughs> I didn't sign up for, yeah, this aspect of this mission that I actually did sign up for. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And that can hurt and sting, but it just the importance of getting back to the purpose of the mission as Sam provides yeah. for Frodo, that gives you courage <laughs> yeah. to keep on going. And, uh, yeah. And even like, this might be kind of like a stray thought, but maybe worth yeah, saying is that like, even if you can't clearly see why the heck you're doing what you're doing, right? Like if you can't seem to boil it back down to the reason you took the step in the first place, just to remind yourself of the value of suffering yeah. <laughs> in it. Um, <clears throat> Yeah can be is a really important thing and then i just have this sure. quote from john paul ii he said i accept this trial to oh sorry i spelled trial wrong i <laughs> <You're right. laughs> had a lot of typos in this but i accept this trial too from the hands of god who arranges everything in accordance with his providential plans and i offer it for the good of the church so take heart because it's not all for yeah. It's not all for nothing. Yeah. In fact, it's for a really big something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's like one of those beautiful things about the nature of mission as participation. Mm-hmm. It's like participation yes. in God's own act. Like God delights in using instruments, mm-hmm. namely us. Mm-hmm. So like free willed. So it's not like he's like manipulating us. He wants us to choose it freely, but he delights and us participating and choosing freely to participate in his plan. Mm-hmm. Like the delight that that brings to our Heavenly Father is, yeah, is one of the beautiful aspects of like adventure admission. Like mm-hmm. That the adventure is like, uh, yeah, like I think that's a, did I have that quote? Yeah, so like there's, I think, a quote from Gandalf. At some point he says like, did I include that in there? Oh, I included that in the email, the top of the email. Like, well, in a, um, like there is in any great deeds, mm-hmm. a small part is played by a very, a small part is played by any hero, which is like a humbling mm-hmm. reality. Like even the greatest hero has only a small part to play. Yes. So like, well, well, Frodo was like the, maybe like the greatest hero in a way. Mm-hmm. He still can't have done it without like, everyone else like without those who like even the people in Bree who helped him mm-hmm. like his friends in the Shire who helped to get him out without the elves in Rivendell mm-hmm. without like Gandalf's sacrifice and mm-hmm. Moria without like the help of Lady Galadriel and the, and the elves of the Golden Wood mm-hmm. without Gollum's help Bilbo without <laughs> Bilbo without Fer- like Faramir and like the Ithilien Inth- Rangers help 
mm-hmm. and without like Aragorn's decision to draw out all the forces, like yeah, and, 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 which and also then includes like all the riders of Rohan, mm-hmm. all the soldiers of Gondor. We're talking like, thousands. Yeah, thousands upon thousands <laughs> of people who are abs- like have a part to play in completing that task. Mm-hmm. Under the same mission. Under the same mission. Mm-hmm. And so like that very small, like, yes, our mission is important. Mm-hmm. But it also is like a small part. Yeah. So like the humility, but also like the gift that is. Mm-hmm. So it's even like the, <laughs> so even the, you know, even the people who like had to prepare food for those thousands of soldiers <laughs> mm-hmm. had like a part to play. Right. Which even, is like, yeah. yeah. Which is like one of the things I love about like World War II, like messaging, mm-hmm. like back the attack. Yeah. So like by rationing like your food, you're helping us to be able to provide food for our boys overseas. Mm-hmm. And so there's like this whole United mission, like even though you can't fight anymore, like you can give up like me today. Mm-hmm. So that way the boys have it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so there's just something beautiful about that little quote, that quote from Gandalf that's just like meant to indicate like this is not. <laughs> yeah. It's not the story of just one person. Because mm-hmm. I think that's like a tendency of modern cinema is like to make the hero like the only hero Mm -hmm. and one of the greatest things about like lord of the rings is there's this emphasis put on like how many people had to cooperate Mm -hmm. to a level for this to happen yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i was thinking like um yeah you yeah you commented that we play but a small small part of a larger story, the story of salvation. And yeah, as you were saying, there's kind of like, like this is a message of hope, but it's twofold. Like one, part one says like, okay, I matter. Part two says, but salvation doesn't depend solely on me. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, like, which is, yeah, kind of like what you're saying with, yeah. Yeah, so just like two extremes to avoid. One would be like every single thing I do is of the utmost importance and that its effects will bring either bring about the salvation or bring about the ruin of all. Yes. Ouch. Like don't put that much weight upon your shoulders. You can't take it. Yes. You're going to (laughs) die. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And again, what you do is important. Yes, of course. Your little and big decisions very important. Yes. yes. Its effects can, yeah, cultivate beauty, truth, and goodness by the grace of God. <laughs> but, uh, and can also, yeah, bear ugly fruits of, you know, hatred and bitterness and all that kind of stuff. Not by the grace of God, obviously. Yeah. But could do that as well. But you're not that powerful. You know. Elaborate more on that last point. That last like <laughs> so like it can produce hatred, bitterness, yeah. those things. But you're not that powerful. So like go go to that point. But you're not that powerful to bring about the destruction sure. of the world or the salvation of the world. Yeah. And you're yeah. 
it's not all dependent upon you. Yeah. And again, what you do is important. Sure. Uh, yeah. The good you do is significant. The evil you do is also significant. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's just, yeah, I just, yeah. You don't have the capabilities to save the world or ruin the world. Yeah. I think is one extreme that we, yeah. Yeah. And there is like also the, yeah, with that, with that point about like, they all need to cooperate, but there's also people who like try, try to thwart it. Mm-hmm. And they are unsuccessful. Like Saruman, Grima Wormtongue, yeah. Denethor. And I mean, like, there's also like, it comes out a little more in the books, like, like Dun, the Dunlin men, like, mm-hmm. are like co-opted by Saruman to try and like, like overpower Rohan, mm-hmm. you know, like, and so there's like all these different people that are kind of like coaxed either into like outright evil or like into indifference towards it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. and I think that's like a part of it too, that now that we're talking about it, it might be a good time. Like, cause I was thinking about this earlier too is, you know, is that even as we look at the gospels, because I was thinking about this just in my own experience as a priest. Mm-hmm. I think we have this idea of like Jesus is this magnetic personality that all the like all these smiling people, these laughing people around him, mm-hmm. the kids loved him, right? Mm-hmm. But then you like read John six, they left. Mm-hmm. They walked away. They walked away. And then also the disciples fled in the face of the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that as a priest. That's fascinating because that's actually a good indication of what my experience has been like where people get most frustrated with you. Mm -hmm. Is like around the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. And then also around suffering. Like if you mentioned those two things, those are two things that like, ooh. Mm -hmm. Like people get really, really like tied up in knots about those things. And I was like, huh, that's interesting because that's the two times where somebody leaves like, John 6, yes, but also even like Judas leaves mm-hmm. the Last Supper early. <laughs> and then all like all the disciples except for John flee in the face of like Jesus' persecution, his suffering. And so it's like in the face of sufferings, like I think there's another line from Gandalf. I think it's Gandalf, somewhere in the book said it, but it's like faithless is the one who leaves as the road darkens or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so like who sticks by you and like the nitty gritty of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like an important aspect of mission too is, yeah, to go back to the point you had about like, you're not like the destruction of the world. Like you can't destroy the entire world. Mm-hmm. You also are not the source of the salvation of the whole world. And I think we also have to be willing on our mission to accept that people may reject, mm-hmm. may reject us. And if we are participating in the Lord's mission, mm-hmm. by extension, rejecting him. Mm-hmm. And that's like not our fault necessarily. It can be mm-hmm. like to an extent. Again, like it's not all of us. Right. Because that's sometimes what I have to do is like if, I, if I'm a little bit too short with somebody, mm-hmm. conversation, or maybe I was like a little bit unkind in the way I put something, 
like I do make a prayer at the end of each day as I like as I'm getting ready for bed, like before a Lord, unless I'm just like, Lord, bring to your mercy any ways in which I may have drawn people away from you. Like somehow bring that somehow bring that in your mercy to be healed sooner than later. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but I just please do it because I might, because I probably did. I probably did something that might have, might have like discouraged somebody, made somebody want to turn away or whatever, like not necessarily intentionally or, but like it happens, right? Cause we're imperfect fallen human beings. Yep. So yeah, like, but then at the same time also realizing that sometimes we're going to do the right thing and people are not going to like it. Mm-hmm. Because it involves focusing on the most important aspects of life. Mm-hmm. And it usually involves telling people that it's not like, it's not about your little thing. Mm-hmm. It's not about my little thing because I can do that too. Like I can make it about my little thing. Mm-hmm. And that can lead into like wherever you move people away from that, that can be like really hard to accept. So I think even in mission, like part of it also has to be accept sounds bad but like be willing to accept casualties <laughs> which sounds harsh but I think it's part of it mm-hmm. you know yeah and then hope for the redemption mm-hmm. and pray for the redemption yeah and work for it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's a great point <laughs> thanks <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of something that I was, yeah, going to mention something similar when I was talking about, yeah, how mission is uncomfortable, but. Elaborate. Yeah, so um, I guess I'm just seeing like in my life and in the lives of those that I love who I know are pursuing holiness, seeing kind of like this trend of like for people who are striving to choose the path of virtue they often find themselves in situations that they never signed up for in situations where they are you know mocked or unjustly accused or anything like that sure and um like i guess i'm just trying to recognize that that particular cross is often a sign that Maybe you're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Not in all cases. Sure. But um Yeah. But there are places which are going to be attacked. Yes. And that's something we have to accept at some point. Yeah. <laughs> because we'll see it in our own lives, we'll see it in the lives of, of people that we love. Yes. And it's going to be like, why? Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Until we can accept that this is just how it is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, and I think there's even like a... Like Legolas kind of has like this like in the book as they're like chasing the Irakai that have captured Mary and Pippin. Mm-hmm. He just has like this moment of like beautiful compassion, I guess you would call it. I'm not sure if that's exactly, but like 
he says something to the effect of like just the thought of like the evil that has befallen those like um joyful and like innocent folk Mm -hmm. just like kind of tears my heart (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's like this beautiful and i think that like to your point about like seeing our friends like sometimes like hard Mm -hmm. whenever we see like our friends suffer like and it's like oh my gosh like they're really holy people (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're people that really seek the lord and like this is befalling them and that like that just tears me up Mm -hmm. how can i take it away (laughs) yeah how can i take it away and like and like obviously he's like seeking to like hunt hunt them down and like free them from it but it's just like Mm -hmm. but it's like this beautiful like just cry of the heart of like recognizing the goodness that's like being done abuse Mm -hmm. and like accepting that like at that moment he can't do anything and like there's even at that point i think there's like even less and less hope about them catching Mm -hmm. them at that point again then in providence like the writers of rohan Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. and so there's kind of a yeah like with our friends like we can't always take it away but it seems like tolkien certainly saw it as a virtue to like have compassion or to be like empathetic towards a situation that we can't even necessarily touch mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. what sorry i just then had like a this is kind of a random but then also with a i guess this deals with the hope of redemption because I think then also Legless said something like, why did they ever have to come along, the poor, like this poor? And Aragorn makes a comment like, I, for my part, am happy that they came, if for no other reason than for Boromir, Boromir's sake. Like Boromir gets to die his rogue death and like redeems himself after trying to take the ring from Frodo, from trying to thwart the mission. Mm-hmm. And like, Miriam, if like, if like he's like, if for no other reason than for Boromir's sake. It's like oh my gosh that's beautiful yeah it's like kind of shocking because yes. it's like <laughs> because if they hadn't gone like Bormir, you know yeah probably would have lived except that he would have had to carry yeah like that shame and like yeah mm-hmm. but that he got to die defending mm-hmm. yeah the innocent mm-hmm hmm that's good yeah it is yeah so even like the fact that somebody got to participate in like comforting us or us comforting them and there's like suffering their sorrow is like an opportunity for us to have been shown a grace in some ways Mm -hmm. like for our sakes it was good even if it was suffering in hell for them Mm -hmm. like we got to help them in that situation And that does us good. (laughs) That's a strange thought. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. It is. Hmm. What else do you have? Hmm. Yeah, I guess like, yeah, 
So kind of like going off of uh, just like the importance of compassion. Yeah, that like Tolkien emphasized and um, how that can be like a really small thing or, you know, it can seem like a really yeah. small thing. Um, kind of going like to the the second part of this twofold thing of like the extremes of like everything I do, Matt, you know, I'm yeah. like the most important human being there ever was to the other, yeah. <laughs> the other side, which is like nothing I do matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like who cares whether I miss mass? Who cares if I sleep in? Yeah. Like even like, and it's like a, it's a position of, or a disposition of despair. Like yeah. even my small acts of love are not going to change this world, which is so dark and filled with hatred. So why should I even bother? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just going to turn over and get a few more minutes of sleep. Exactly. And it's not going to hurt anything or anyone, but that's a lie. And who cares? God, <laughs> God <Yeah>. cares. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and even like those small things, you know, even just, yeah. The compassion that we can show to people when they are suffering in their mission with the crosses that they didn't sign up for, <laughs> but that have been placed upon them, like, even just, yeah, the smallest way in which you can be a support. Like you have no idea how much sure. that will affect that person's life, but how that trickles down through the decisions they make in their everyday. Yeah. Like really. Um, because someone someone else's support of me might just get my butt out of bed to make it to mass, you know, on yeah. a Wednesday morning or whatever, you know, like, sure. Yeah. So just like there's that other end of the spectrum or yeah, the, there's that other extreme that just lies to us saying that like, yeah, it doesn't matter. And yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, th and I think like that even plays itself out in the way that, you know, I think we can see ourselves in like relationship to others mm -hmm. is like, they probably don't care about me. <laughs> and so I'm going to like, or like, not that they don't care, but like, I'm going to be rejected or like whatever it is, is like, and so like, I'm not going to like be there or perhaps I am very wanted. Mm -hmm. And wherever that, like where we miss out on those opportunities, we also take something from them, you know? And so like the beauty of the idea that like our presence brings joy to others, like can be like a good motivation to even just like show up, mm -hmm. you know, like it's <clears throat> like, that's all it needs. I don't need to be, the best insert whatever mm -hmm. I just need to be me and like, just be there. <laughs> and that makes like all the difference. Mm -hmm. And I think that's even like part of people struggle with like not going to mass is like, well, I failed last week. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, yeah, but I still want you here this week, like a lot. Mm hmm. You know, like the Lord does. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think like I just hear it in people's voices too, like all the time, where they talk about being mothers, fathers. Like I messed up. I was impatient. I didn't pay attention to my wife, my husband. I wasn't attentive to their needs. And so I failed. And it's like, uh, wrong. <laughs> you know, like wrong. Because you still got like decisions to make now. Mm-hmm. Like while you're still beating yourself up about that. Like you could literally have given your husband like a kiss <laughs> and told him that you love him. You could have like said, told your wife like, Hey, I'll take the kids for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You could have like looked your wife in the eye and just said like, thanks honey for all that you do at home while I was away. Like you could have said that while you're still beating the crap out of yourself for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like you could have done something to remedy it. But instead, we usually tend to stay in a place of like, I'm just going to keep on beating myself up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I did have the, uh, I just realized the quote that you were referencing earlier. Only a small part is played in great deeds by any hero. Yeah. I realized I do have that in front of me. Yeah. Well, that's great. I forgot to put it down. I meant to write it down, but I forgot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So just like... <clears throat> Our personal mission fits into this much larger mission of the church to save souls, make saints. Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm trying to like get it. I'm trying to like grasp or like form it into like a coherent thought. Do you need, a, what's that? Do you, based no. on the quote? Uh, no, I think I was like thinking something else in relation to okay. some of what. Yeah, and like I think, yeah, this isn't like really connected, really connected to that. So, like, did you have more points about that? Sorry. No, I, the rest is just a bunch of like sure. kind of random stuff. So no, go. Okay. Well, no, I was just thinking. You know, like we we talked about, or you you mentioned at the beginning, like part of the mission is like that we don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we don't know what we're signing up for. Mm-hmm. And there's this quote from that kind of like it like. <laughs> The new movie Dune, which is like, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> okay, film. Like to be honest, like it's just not like the really. Yeah. Huh. Okay. You were not impressed. 
like it was good, but it was like it's the same director that did Arrival, and you know how much I love Arrival. Mm-hmm. It just didn't like didn't meet your expectations. Like yeah, I just don't think it was anything. People were saying like, oh, it's better than Arrival. I'm like ah, no, it just it doesn't hold the same like. Yeah, it just like doesn't hold the same. Like it's a good story, but I just don't, like I don't think it holds the same. Like, but there is like a line towards the end of the film. Um, somebody says like this. Paul, the main character, is having like a vision, and this person that he hasn't met yet says to him like, "The mystery of life is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be experienced." <laughs> and it's like, I love that, and I've just been like, I've been chewing on that one because it's it's true. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because again, like it was a good movie. Like, so I'm not trying to cast aspersion. Like, don't watch it. Like, no, I'm saying like watch it. But like, I'm just <laughs> saying that it wasn't quite as amazing as everybody. But like that line alone is kind of like the movie was better than the Hobbit three. But like the Hobbit three, there was like only one like one line was like okay, that line kind of made like the rest of this train wreck like worth it. <laughs> Like the rest of the movie was good, but I'm saying like that line alone was like, oh man, that is ballin'. Uh huh. Can you say it one more time? The mystery of life is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be experienced. Yeah. <laughs> like I think sometimes we view it like mission is one thing and I think we also view adventures like what's like the one big task I'm going to be and it's like not mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. not like one thing it's like basically these set of experiences that you're going to experience and you don't have like it all figured out like there's not an instruction manual about like this happens in your context <laughs> just do this mm-hmm. like say this do this and it'll be fine like it's a reality that you simply have to experience and then you can make sense of. Mm-hmm. And ho- hopefully it helps you to make sense of like future experiences as they come along. But it's not like a problem to be like dissected, like, you know, like what's the meaning of life or like what's the answer to like a happy, it's like you kind of got to like figure that out for yourself, man. Mm-hmm. No one else can do it for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just, this doesn't relate um, perfectly, but I'm just thinking about this line from this prayer um, that, like, is essentially, like, uh, basically asking the Lord to help us to see everything as gift instead of, like, something I'm entitled to. Yeah. (laughs) And so just, like, the gift of mission and... um, because how often do we like wake up in the morning and like see our day and think, ah, oh, this is a gift. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, so just entering, yeah, experiencing the reality. Yeah. Sorry. That's like the only part that. Yeah. That well, no, but I think that's exactly the point is like mm-hmm. the mystery of life is a mystery, but it's also something to, like a gift that is experienced. Mm-hmm like all of it which is a weird thing too because it's like again which is i think also fits in i realize like oh denny villanue like he's doing it again because like an arrival the entire point is like 
you know, like the main character starts off, like says, like, despite knowing the end, I embrace all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Even like the immense pain that she experiences. So I won't give away what yeah. that is, but like, <laughs> but like, but the, even the immense ex- pain she experiences, like I embrace all of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also part of that I love is like, I think I had that in the back of my mind, like, oh, he's bringing that point into this film as well. Yes. And I think that's where I'm like, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, like even the sufferings, even the pain that I've had to experience in my life. Like somehow the Lord has used to form me into what I am. Mm-hmm. And it also taught me a lesson that has helped me to help others to walk through those situations, even though they have to experience it themselves. So again, I'm not giving them an answer, mm-hmm. but I'm giving them the kind of support that actually helps them to come to terms and to accept it. Mm-hmm. And to embrace it all. And to embrace it all. Freely on their own. Mm-hmm. So I'm not replacing my will with theirs, but I'm using my experience to help them <laughs> accept their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What? Uh, well, I have like, hmm. sorry, I've got like a bunch of like different kind of like random points and I'm trying to figure out if one of them should be discussed or not. I guess, okay. <laughs> Yo. So, in like your outline or your email that you sent me, you included the quote uh, where Faramir tells Frodo, I think at last we understand one another. And then like you mentioned this in regards to our tendency to jealousy and wanting everyone to walk the same path or something like that. Can you, well, maybe not the same path, but maybe my point there was, so Faramir at that moment understands that like what Frodo's carrying is like the ring and it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Well, I viewed the idea that you should destroy it and like put, put yourself in danger of it being captured by the enemy as idiocy we have it in our grasp why don't we use it <laughs> right mm-hmm. and i think a lot like my point there about like the jealousy aspect then also like extends to denethor is like yeah that's us yeah so i think it like it's connected because denethor wants to use the ring to w- hold on to his own idea of power mm-hmm. like gundor <clears throat> needs to be defended at all cost even if it means like corrupting ourselves in order to do so. 
Mm-hmm. And so whenever I talk about jealousy, so he's also jealous of the idea that like Aragorn could just kind of waltz in and take his place as king. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he's even like harsh on Faramir because you're never going to be your brother. And Faramir is even thinking like, this is finally my opportunity to prove myself to my dad. <laughs> and so there's different reasons as to why like we end on like, I'm thinking the jealousy aspect. It's like sometimes I can see like, so for example, like I can see my brother priest doing something good. Instead of rejoicing, like, that's awesome. I'm glad that, I'm glad that he's doing that. Like, that's awesome for his people. Mm-hmm. I can be like, that jerk, like, he, he's doing this and it's the wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, or like, whatever, like, so critique instead of rejoice. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, if I'm not critiquing, like, in words, I'm at the very least, like, growing bitter in my heart that he's experiencing this good and I'm not. Mm-hmm. And so instead of rejoicing with him, I grow jealous and bitter towards him. And so in our own mission, and like, and that's because we like assume that it's taking something from us. Mm-hmm. Faramir assumes that Frodo bringing the ring into Mordor is taking something away from them, a weapon that they have in this war. Mm-hmm. Denethor assumes that if Aragorn comes, his role as steward is ended. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And that he no longer is important. Yeah. And so we can fear in those moments that like, this person is taking something from me. And in a way, maybe, but I think we also fail to recognize, like, I think Denethor fails to recognize that like, I know obviously he hasn't met Aragorn, so maybe he can't necessarily fault him in that way, but it's like he's probably going to go off and do other things and he's going to need somebody to like to take care of, like rule while he's gone, right? And so it's like you're still going to have a rule to play and he can't, and he's not going to try to rule everything like all by himself. Like he's going to need people to help him and he's going to want people to help him. Mm-hmm. And then Faramir comes to the realization of like, the ring is treacherous. And it doesn't lend us, it doesn't lend us personally power to like overthrow Sauron. It just either one makes us into his minions or two makes us become like decrepit, poor imitators of him. So instead of one dark lord, we would just basically have another (laughs) And then, like, light goes on, like, okay, <laughs> that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. Like, because he even, like, I think in the extended version, he even says, like, even if, like, the white city was in flames and nobody but I could save it, not even then would I use the ring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, not worth, not worth corrupting myself. Yeah not worth my salvation. That's another way. Maybe I would put it in context that we're talking about mission and adventure. Mm -hmm. So I think that, does that make sense? Like that point then like that it's, it's better. Like we can grow jealous of other people 
and like think that like by them having a part to play, they're taking our part. Mm -hmm. But we still have a part to play. Yes. It may have changed as a result of them taking their part, but mm -hmm. um, and even like as pastor, like someday I'm going to have to accept <laughs> that like somebody else is going to take over. Like one day, whenever that is, hopefully a long, long, long time. <laughs> but like, you know, like my rule, like, but there's like, you got to surrender that mm -hmm. and also wish the next guy the best possible mm -hmm. and set him up and cheer him on him anyway to continue what you started and so I think that that's part of it and yeah so does that kind of make sense I think so yeah I think that wasn't quite what I was what were you thinking I well I'm not entirely well I think I was more so thinking um Like in the case of Denethor, well, maybe I've, maybe this is what you're saying. I don't know. Go for it. That he is clinging to a mission that's not his own mm -hmm. and that, yeah, and just like the jealousy and stubbornness in his heart of wanting to be king. Yeah. Um. And so I was thinking of it kind of in terms of like, instead of just like growing bitter at um, the good that we see other do, right? Like, what did you say? Something instead of rejoicing. I don't know. You had a really good. Critique. Critique instead of rejoice. That I was like, kind of looking at it kind of from a different way where it's this attempt to snatch someone else's mission. Yeah. And that can happen too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just like, <laughs> as we see with Denethor, like it doesn't work Yes, when you try to do that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, like you were saying, just the process of learning how to delight in other people's mission, even when we feel like, wow, that would be really nice, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but that yeah and I think that's a good point too mm -hmm. yeah yeah because it's easy to kind of like sit back and critique but then there's also ways in which we yeah try to take something that's not ours mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's that is probably something I had in mind where I typed it but yeah. Mm -hmm. At this moment where you mentioned, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Because I think, because that can kind of happen. Mm -hmm. And it's something that, you know, like, I don't think Father Aaron listens to this. Unfortunately, though, the seminarians, like, <laughs> to, sorry, to the seminarians staring with us, like, wait. We have a podcast on Lord of the Rings. What's it called? And they looked it up last. Oh. <laughs> one of them's like, is it on? I is it on Apple? I'm like, yeah. And now it is. And now like, it is. Of, and the other one's like, it's on Spotify. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> 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 so, sorry, I just hi, da Daniel and Joseph. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but uh, they uh, 
but just like that, but like in relation to like sometimes as pastor, like I've realized that my role is different. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have to be like dad and I have to set the rules and I have to like do and make the hard decisions. Yeah. And I have to let like father Aaron, you know, basically do the things that he can do, which is like a lot more of like the, the personable stuff because like he's not as attached to like the decisions that I make. Like he always backs me up obviously, which is a good thing. And it's like something that he should definitely do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it does fall to me. And so he has a certain freedom to like reach people in a way that I can't, you know, like obviously people are still going to love me because I'm their pastor. You still always love dad. Mm-hmm. But I think in a different way, like, I've got to allow him like to be okay with like people not having as many like uh, difficulties with him because he doesn't make the decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there's kind of like, there's a, there's a thing to where as a pastor, like I've certainly felt myself like tempted to be like, mm, you know what? I'm just going to try to be liked, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Instead of like taking on the rule that is properly mine, like mm-hmm. the archbishop and trust me with, lead this in the right direction that means like making tough decisions Mm -hmm. and then giving him the vicar room to be like you do your thing you'd be you'd be your delightful (laughs) self yeah and that's your like that's your rule Mm -hmm. and you can be more present more stuff because i've got to go to like the boring meetings (laughs) yeah you know Mm mm-hmm and I think that those kind of gifts of recognizing that in, in all of them, you know, like in each other, it's just like, okay, I got to give, that's their lane. This is my lane. And I got to stay in my lane mm-hmm. and allow, and like kind of cheer them on <laughs> in their lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So I think that that's even something that like I can see in my own life, like how that can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be hard to cheer someone on in their lane when you want to be in that one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah. But it's their, it's their mission. But it's their mission. Not mine. And the lane that you're in is also beautiful. Yes. And necessary. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Padre? Uh, I think, what else do you have? I don't know. I've got kind of like a whole lot of... Well, choose one. How about you talk well, about something for a while? Because as usual, as your mom pointed out with her story, I ended up talking a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes emoji. Yeah. No, that was hilarious. <clears throat> it was. But still like, dang it. Or <laughs> you recognize that thing about yourself, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Um, hmm. Oh. Huh. Interesting. Okay, I thought I had more to that, but apparently I don't. We'll fill it out. Well... Hmm. 
Go with it. Well, now I'm trying to decide between two, so. Okay. Um... Yeah, so there's this, uh, the scene when, yeah, like, the fellowship breaks apart and Frodo's gonna go by himself. And he's, like, there's, like, that, uh, river, lake, that body of water that he's about river, to... river, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you probably know the name and everything, don't yeah. you? It's the Anduin. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, so there's, like, this moment where <clears throat> he's, like, has the ring in his hand and, like, he's just gazing down at it. And he just like pauses with tears in his eyes and you can like, he's just asking himself like, what do I do? Like here, he's probably, probably the books outline it better, but like in that moment, what's he thinking? Is he thinking just chuck this darn thing into the river? Does it mention that? No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So it happens a little bit different in the book, but go on. Okay. So this is my imagination, not accurate to the book, but like I just, yeah, just think like what is going through his mind as he's like staring his mission in the face with tears in his eyes. Like, dang it. Like, I don't want to have to do this. Yeah. But then again, like he recalls the words of Gandalf, which we've talked about that like, yeah, I wish it hadn't come to me. So do all who see. Yeah. Times yeah. like such times, such yeah. times. Um, yeah, and then he just kind of, like in the movie, like he just takes a deep breath and grasps back onto his mission and plunges forward. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, I don't know. So I guess something we can draw from that is like, it's okay to mourn parts of your mission. Yeah. Right? Like it's okay to stare in the face and be sad. Yeah. That, um, that it's going to hurt and also like how lonely does Frodo feel yes. in that moment? Cause like I started out with nine other, or eight other people. Yeah. Eight other pals. Now it's just me and I'm about to go into the thick of it by myself. Yeah. Obviously that doesn't happen because yeah. Sam comes, but, but like, it's okay to, <laughs> it's okay to feel that pain. Like we don't always have to like shove it away, you know? Yeah. And say, well, like, everything's fine. I'm okay. Like, my life is, like, really, really amazing and I'm happy all the time. Okay. Get real. Like, that's not true. <laughs> like, your life is amazing because it's a gift. And yeah. Because, but you're not happy all the time. Yeah. Um. And so, like, allowing ourselves to, yeah, to kind of struggle with it. Yeah. For a bit. And then, so long as, like, in the end, we choose the path of virtue. Yeah. And grasp back onto the mission. Yeah. Not in a controlling way, but in a way of surrender, like, yeah. Surrendering and, and embracing, mm-hmm. like in a way of like embracing our cross. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's that kind of, uh, yeah, to, to quote, so saying who's married again, like at the beginning of his like stations of the cross, mm-hmm. he has like adds this little detail that like he imagines Jesus kisses the cross as it's put on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And it, like, I just find that so beautiful. Because you're right. Like, I think actually like something that runs throughout the books, I realized this because I think he mentions it a couple of times, like one with like the ends where the 
where Mary and Pippin first like encountered the Ents, mm-hmm. they're like they're sad but not unhappy. And there's kind of like this mournful aspect that, they, and like even they, as they say, like we go to our doom, or we we're going to Isengard, mm-hmm. and it is likely to our doom. Mm-hmm. But this is like what we need to do because mm-hmm. it's the right thing. Yep, and in that I will find joy. And they find joy in it because then there's even like this aspect of like they talk about it in the books. It's like the ends went from being like these very slow, <laughs> not being hasty, like, <laughs> you know, like to like, like the most terrifying, like, like the way that they, like that Mary and Pippin describe, like them destroying Isengard is just like, it's like terrifying. Like it, it's like you unleashed just like, like I think at one point they describe it as, Basically, like the ants do what roots and trees would do to like rock and stone over years within seconds. And so, like, there's like, as soon as that f- switch is like flipped, it's like there's even like this as they're going, like, this, like the thing that they're like chanting, like, enter chanting as they're going to war in the book. Like, there's a certain amount of joy to it. Mm-hmm. Well, also, like, the sadness is also there. Yeah. And so I do think that that's like this interesting idea that Tolkien has. It's like the embracing the embracing of like our mission, our crosses comes with a certain amount of sadness. Mm-hmm. But it also like that's also oddly where the joy is found in it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so that's just a weird kind of like paradox. <laughs> it is. That Tolkien stumbles upon or not stumbles upon he probably knew it full well but it's just like interesting that it it, it is throughout the entire book mm-hmm. yes that's both mournful but also like there's something satisfying in hearing them like as a complete task after task mm-hmm. yeah do you have anything do you have anything else i think i feel like that's all that's all why are you so convinced that i have like so much i don't know (laughs) because you should have good insight so it's always kind of fun to spring off of that (laughs) well maybe i'll turn this around on you since i'm trying to but you keep trying to turn around on me um (laughs) <clears throat> yeah so like in when uh like gandalf like dies and then comes back as the white wizard you like you mentioned in your notes that gandalf returns basically becoming what saruman failed to be what he was like meant to be but failed and uh And just like this idea that we're tasked to become what others may have failed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then like, well, I don't want to read just your words, but yeah. So 
Can you expand upon that? Any specific part of like, what do you mean? Sorry. Well, so like then you went on to say like as a priest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Sorry. I was like, I remember typing something, like, <laughs> yeah. but I'm like, I'm trying to remember. I think I gave specifics, but I couldn't remember exactly. Yeah. Like as a priest, like, you know, I've encountered that. Yeah. Obviously like with a sex abuse crisis, mm-hmm. people have kind of encountered, like I've had encounters with people that that's like, they'll make those kind of like claim. I'll cast those things at you. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, part of it is like, I remember my seminary rector, like father Bob Robeson saying like, that he said, like he, he's like, tell, he tells people like, he's like, like how I responded to that is just say like, yeah, like it's sad, but I also want to be the one who's like the most protective of, of our children. Mm-hmm. I want to protect their dignity more than anyone else does. Mm-hmm. Like not saying that he actually does, but saying like, that's my desire for myself is that yes. I want to protect their dignity so much. Mm-hmm. But then he also said, like, I also accept that as, like, part of, like, the brotherhood and the pain that I must bear. And I think I heard, like, another priest, like, build upon that point that said, like, we have to, like, both accept the sins. And then he uses, I won't use specific names, but, like, some of the more recent offenders. Mm -hmm. The sins of the like of, and then he uses, like, those more recent offenders Mm -hmm. names along with rejoicing and taking part in the virtues and gifts of Fiani and Padre Pio. Mm -hmm. So like there's both and there with the brotherhood. Like we both have to accept the sins of our brothers and that we bear part of the responsibility, but we also have to accept we also bear part of the gift Mm -hmm. and the grace of Fiani and Padre Pio and the likes of those, right? Mm -hmm. The saintly priest. So I think what I talked about there is just that I have to live my life in such a way that the image of fatherhood, which was so, I mean, to put it like no other way, like so perverted, like the reason why it's so disgusting and why it's so disturbing and why it's so wrecking to people. And this is something I reflect with everything. It's like that which is meant for the greatest good also can cause the deepest wounds of evil. Mm-hmm. Like the priesthood was meant to be such a beautiful, wonderful thing that that put beauty, truth, and goodness at the core of the lives of those we minister to and we serve. Mm-hmm. That whenever it's lived out in the opposite direction, it also does the greatest amount of damage because it's, it touches at the core of our being. We're children of God. And the reason you call me father is because I'm supposed to be your father. And your father... A spiritual father inflict, can inflict such deep wounds because he's also meant to touch you at your core in the most positive, heartening, loving way. Mm-hmm. That whenever he does the opposite, it does also the greatest amount of damage. Mm-hmm. So while it has the possibility of doing the greatest amount of good, it also has the possibility of doing the greatest amount of damage. And so I've got to live my life in such a way that in some ways a response to that that one like builds up trust yes like that's a part of it mm-hmm. that's a big part of it mm-hmm. but it's also to get back at the heart of like why we're here because it's also like you know uh, hamstrung us in ways right 
because you got to be careful about perceptions. So you, so you have to like, you have to work and have to accept and use the rules which are there to protect you, to protect others, to protect everyone. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you also have to be available and vulnerable enough to give them yourself. And that's like a tricky thing to do whenever you're scared that things can be used against you, that you can be perceived in a certain way. And so I think it's, yeah, so that's kind of what I meant there is like, you know, Saruman was meant to be like, he was head of the White Council. Mm -hmm. Like, so of Gandalf, Elrond, and Gladriel. Even though interestingly, Gladriel actually always wanted Gandalf to be the head of it. Hmm. <laughs> like she saw something in his heart that. Yeah, she has a special affection for him. Yes, <clears throat> and she also like has a special gift of being like. She seems like the most perceptive of people's hearts. Mm-hmm. So I think she like. Yeah. But. So Gandalf's like rebirth is like basically. Saruman failed. To be the one who would guide like the peoples of Middle Earth in wisdom of how like we could overthrow the evil sorrow Sauron <clears throat> and instead joined him. So like not only did he fail, but he also like literally joined the one that he was supposed to be overthrowing. Yeah. And so Gandalf comes back to be what he was not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is. Hmm. Do you have any thoughts to add to that? I don't think I do. last point you want to make? No, I think you need to take the wheel here. <laughs> I need to take the wheel? Even what? though I've just been, yeah, what? Well. Oh, did you want me to? <clears throat> well, but so we're going to do something different <laughs> okay. at the end of the episode. So while well, at the beginning, one of us always chooses the question that the other one doesn't know until that moment. <laughs> now also at the end of episodes, so the other person is going to make a suggestion. Yes. Just for all of you listeners out there. So just suggestion about whatever so it's not like it's advice and faith or a book to read or anything like that it could be but just like yeah so like a suggestion about something that you might want to try or just engage in so basically we're going to tell you how to live your life yes (laughs) so yeah you have no freedom yeah so that's what yeah that's the ulterior motive yes behind this podcast is if you hung on this long then we know that you must we must have some sort of power over you, so you'll probably listen to our silly suggestions. So, mm-hmm. so it's manipulation. Um, <laughs> we're joking. Yes, we are kidding. <laughs> Just like, yeah, ignore the past 30 seconds yes. of this podcast. Um, <coughs> that got you good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh. 
not really comfortable with that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, up until like, yeah, okay. Go. Okay, so my suggestion is to play a game with your family at least once this week. So nice. like when you, yeah, go home from work or do whatever you do. I don't know your state in life or get with friends or do something, but play a game. Um, me and my family the past few days have, or not few, yeah. In recent days, we've played Yahtzee. And it's just, I don't know, I've found like, <clears throat> in the example of my friend who plays games with her family a lot, yeah. like I'm like, oh, like that's a really good idea because yeah. there's like this tendency to like, yeah, there's just like this tendency we all have just to like yeah. selfishness, which is like, okay, I get home, like I'm going to do my thing, have my evening and go to bed. Sure. But there, but yeah, a really like, um, simple way to create community, play a game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So Yahtzee, um, Candyland, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be complicated. Play it with your two year old, you know, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's my suggestion. suggestion. (laughs) That's a good suggestion. I like it. Good. Glad it gets the Father Jared stamp of yes, approval. Yes, Father Jared approved. You should get one of those. What? Like a stamp that says Father Jared approved. Do you have one? You have one, don't you? No, I just have a wax seal. Okay, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, yeah. So, I guess that works? It works. It works. It suffices. It suffices. <laughs> and it is also finished, so. That reference... Biblical reference? Yeah, I feel like I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Where have I heard that? Where is that from? <laughs> is that one of those things Gandalf said? <laughs> yeah, which character in the fellowship said it is finished? Is that Smeagol? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, yeah. So... All right. So I'll be here wiping your eyes now. So yeah, I've got like the I've got a little blurry in my eyes. So sure. That be all. That be all. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How much more awkward could we be? Sorry, not to call you out. It was mostly me. That was just you like, need to keep all this in there too. <laughs> Are you serious? Up to this point now, yes.